0: Welcome to Horror Court Trash Ever, the show that discusses all the masterpieces and trash to pieces of genre cinema. I'm Gary. And I'm Chris. And today we bring you something. (laughs) It's something. Yes. We bring you the most uh, requested film since we started this podcast. Mm. Early on, we put out uh, a thing for requests and this one came up a few times. Recently, uh, Ben Horror on social media said that we should cover it. And and here we are. We 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 finally covering it. And I tell you what, this is absolutely a new favorite of mine. This is. I I don't even know. This is this is going to be an interesting episode trying to discuss this. Yeah.
1: So last week when uh, extra was mentioned, uh, the film's extra by the way. <laughs> um, Gary said that the sort of feedback we'd had on extra or the, um, the sort of comments with that You just, you don't try to explain it. You don't try to understand it. You just go with the flow and you let it happen. So that's how I went into it. And I think it helped.
0: <laughs> we got a tweet, um, today <laughs> from, uh, general Witchfinders finders podcast. Uh, and they said they, uh, the listeners made you watch that as well, did they? Listeners are sadists. Um, do you know what? I appreciate the tweet. Um, I don't think Extra is a bad film. Oh, I don't think it was. I don't think it's bad. Oh, it's not good, ladies. It's I don't know because I kind of feel like it's that fine line between bad and trash. Like there's, there's a very fine line between the two. Bad. I I would put into the category of films that are boring, uh, just not very good at all, and just haven't got anything going for them. Even I don't know. Even calling this trash feels like it feels like a trash to piece, but a trash to piece by design. I don't know. I it, it really if, is
1: so difficult to describe. The thing is though, when when I look at it and I I try and be subjective and my enjoyment of trashy trash to piece bad films. Is different to other people's enjoyment. Yeah, so I do understand that it is not a good film because everything that is entertaining is bad.
2: It is. Is bad. it?
1: It is. I don't know. It's not. If it was by design. <laughs>
0: it to be bad well I've, i would look at it in a different way okay well let's come back to this after we've had a bit of trivia yeah
1: let us learn a bit first of all goes. it's it's
0: extra from 1982 yes. written and directed by harry bromley davenport who made whispers of fear extra 2 and 3 which i cannot wait to watch erasable you waking up horton life among the cannibals mockingbird don't sing haunted echoes smile plenty uh, Frozen Kiss, American Grand, and Mike Garson and his 88 friends. Okay. So, Harry Bromley Davenport stated in an interview on the DVD release that he looks back on the film with embarrassment. <laughs> yeah, I can understand. <laughs> Saying that the bizarre atmosphere of the film was completely unintentional <laughs> and that there is no deeper symbolic meaning to the strange random events that happen. Because he and his co-writers was so high on drugs whilst writing the script to the point they would often throw in whatever random ideas popped into their heads or thought would be neat, such as the panther scene and the toy soldier coming to life. Davenport (laughs) has also said that despite being unhappy with the film, he is somewhat proud of its reputation for being a disgusting and bleak horror movie. So this entire thing is a product of a bunch of people on drugs in a room just making a film. Which makes sense. <laughs> and
1: to some people, that's not a good thing. <laughs> to others,
0: that's a great thing. So were you not entertained? Fairly, oh, for I mean, how? The entire Bitch, film. I was entertained. And we don't, wanna, don't want any spoilers for the end of the episode because you've got to keep people listening. But yeah. did you rate this out of enjoyment or out of filmmaking? I rated it half and half. Okay. It's somewhere in between. I I have rated it fully out of enjoyment. Out of enjoyment. Okay. It's not five stars, but there's an argument for it to be five stars. But this
1: is the, and this is the argument. When you look at something like Letterboxd and you see a film, notorious film, The Room, you know, so many people give it either half a star or five stars. You know, in the sense of, I love The Room, but I give mm. it half a star. It's half a star film. It's shit. Yeah. But that's why it's so good. And that's where it gets a little complicated. Yeah.
0: I put this in that category. Usually it's easy, though, know, because you could just give it a half star with a love heart. But I didn't feel like doing that with this, because there are some things in here. Like The practical effects are fucking great.
1: Mm.
2: It's, like,
0: yeah, yeah. It's not complete bottom of the barrel. It, yeah, it's it's so weird. And the fact that he didn't choose the atmosphere does somewhat make it a little... uh, (laughs) It kind of destroys my argument a little, but... (laughs) I could see why he
1: wouldn't be necessarily proud of it, because I don't don't think he got much work off the back of it.
0: No. Let's be honest. Well, it's co-written by Ian Cassie, who was the third assistant director of a schizo. Michael Parry... Is that it? Yeah. Michael Parry, who also wrote uh, Gerotica... Cry of the Banshee, the Uncanny Monsters, the Zip and Hex, not the good Hex, as far as I know. Uh, oh. Not the not the uh, Shaw Brothers Hex. Is it not the TV series? Potentially, and uh, Robert Smith, not that Robert Smith. Um, he also wrote Spy Ship, Play for Today, uh, the Young Shoulders, After and After Darkness episodes, uh, Screen Two, the Man from. Uh, the Prue episode. Okay. And episodes of Taggart, uh, A Touch of Frost, and more. Yeah,
1: so this is... It's British. It's very British. Oh, hang on. Play
0: for Today, Young Shoulders. After Darkness is a separate thing. But oh, yeah, okay. the Young Shoulders episode of Play for Today. Yeah. So it's very British. So Very British, British film. Which I found giant. Gy- I wrote all this. I, I typed up all these notes before watching the film. And yeah, it was still jarring how British this film was. Yeah,
1: I didn't realise it would be so British. I didn't realise that it would be as wacky as it was.
0: Yeah. Because I'd
1: seen, you know, it on Blue, Blu-ray, um, seen the DVD, all this, that and the other, and I was like, Oh, it's a I thought it was an E T rip off, mm. if I'm being perfectly honest. Um And that's what I was expecting. I wasn't
0: expecting it to
1: be so out there. So why not?
0: Really? Um, I can't say how much it was made for how much it made. I'm going to guess not much on both accounts. Uh, the tagline... I don't usually mention taglines, but this one's is pretty great. It's... <laughs> Some extraterrestrials are not friendly. Yes. But that's not all. No. There is another tagline as well, uh, which is... <laughs> When Tony grows up, he's going to be just like daddy. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, even though the plot involves extraterrestrials, the creatures in this film are at no point referred to as aliens. Some fans like thinking of them as Lovecraftian type beings. It's also never said that they come from another planet. So it's possible they come from another dimension. No one fucking knows oh, no. because it was never established. <laughs>
1: No, and I, I have a history on this podcast of maybe looking too into things and potentially trying to find reason, or I bring up discrepancies and such and things that don't quite make sense. I'm going to really, really try to refrain from doing. That. You don't have to in this episode.
0: Like there, there's I'm no really meaning behind this. I'm trying not to. <laughs> I'm
1: trying not to question too much, but there are certain things the raise questions in my mind. If you
0: come up with any themes for this film, then you've already done a better job than writers.
1: I think I may have one.
0: <laughs> okay. Um also this was often incorrectly listed as a video nasty. Uh it was never actually listed amongst the original seventy two titles.
1: Oh, okay.
0: But yeah people assumed it was.
2: It wasn't probably smart. should have been. Yeah,
0: where there's certain parts. If, you know, when you compare something like this to something like The Witch You Came From the Sea, this probably should have been videoed up. Yeah. Also, I just wanted to add executive
1: producer Robert Shay. Yes. Bob Shea. Yeah. Now, it's a new line cinema film. Mm-hmm. And when Gary mentioned that we didn't know a budget or a um gross, I do question how it got two sequels. That is a good point. I do question that. Because when they say that A Nightmare on Elm Street saved New Line Cinema. Yeah. This is the kind of shit they were referring to. (laughs) So this was a year, two years before A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. So this is the kind of film that New Line Cinema were releasing and going bankrupt because of yeah, <laughs> yet it got two sequels. So I don't
0: and I don't know if it did well or not. Yeah, I mean, if we look at a list of New Line Cinema films, so it started in the sixties, it went through the seventies. Obviously, had multiple Maniacs, Pimp Flamingos, Reef of Madness.
1: Yeah, so it, it kind of
0: it was more of a distribution. Yeah, company. they they took on Texas Chainsaw Massacre for its US release, mm. uh, Sister Street Fighter. Um Desperate Living, Night of the Living Dead re-release, mm. uh which obviously public domain anyway. Um but they released a lot of the Evil Dead, they released a lot of weird shit. Yeah, they, they were
1: definitely a genre company. Which is
0: so films. for me is so weird that they were such a weird company releasing all these weird films that no other studio really would at that time. Um but then again, I suppose the seventies and eighties studios probably were released and stuff just as weird. But as far as I know, you know, some of this is really out there. Yeah. Um. But then a film that's quite weird in itself managed to save them and turn them into this big mainstream company.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's it's true because I mean, Nightmare else is a. Uh, it's a weird film. film. Yeah. It's a weird one. I mean, it maybe shouldn't have worked, but it did. Yeah. Be- who was involved, really? Yeah. Ronnie Blakely,
0: absolutely. Ronnie so, Blakely
1: yeah. should have been in this, by the way.
0: yeah. So. I mean, this should have been the <laughs> film that saved New Line, really. Oh, God. <laughs> um But yeah, let's talk about <laughs> who's Let's talk uh, about who's yeah.
1: actually in it yeah. in a section we like to call "Hey, I Know You."
0: Philip Sayer plays Sam Phillips. Uh, he was in The Hunger, Bluebell, Slayground. Uh, the fearless Frank episode of Play of the Week where he played Oscar Wilde. Ooh. Shanghai Surprise. Yes, that Shanghai Surprise.
1: Ah, of course.
0: After the King and more. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, I felt like I knew his face.
0: Yeah, I feel like I knew him from The Hunger. I don't remember who he was in Shanghai Surprise.
1: No, no, probably a small role in Shanghai Surprise. Um, Slay Ground is a film that I really want to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, also, in Sebastian. As well. The um, Derek Sharman film. Okay. Um, Which probably explains why he wasn't afraid of getting
0: his... Uh, getting his
1: bits out. Getting his ass <laughs> out. <laughs> um,
0: I hear if you pause it at the right time, you can see his penis. Ooh. Benice Steggers plays Rachel Phillips. I say plays, loosely. Um, I, the thing is, I can't even say... I mean, I can say the acting is bad in this film, because, I mean, it is it is bad. But it's also dangerously close to EastEnders' acting. This film yeah. is like the weirdest episode of EastEnders you'll ever see. Like, the dialogue, the line delivery, it's so EastEnders'. It's it's soap opera. Right? It, it really it is British I, TV. <laughs> and I, but I feel like
1: Bernice Stuggers she kind of plays into it. Yeah. In a weird way. That yeah. I wouldn't maybe have expected. One thing I have to say is that all the actors, despite you know being good or bad, I mean sometimes they're just as good as the the uh, the quality of what they're given. Yeah. You know you can't polish a turd um but they all do kind of seemingly take it quite seriously (laughs) um there's no sort of know it you know you know sometimes when you watch a film and you can tell that the actor's not into it and just like what is this shit i'm having to talk you know or this dialogue um but they all kind of are on board with it, so I they don't are. know if the
0: drugs were passed around. Oh, they must have been. <laughs> but everyone kind of commits. Philip Sayo definitely would have had some drugs, maybe to maybe. convince him to get into some of the scenes he's in. Maybe. Um. Yeah. She's she's from Poor Weddings in the funeral. Sweet Francois, the Guernsey Literary and Potato Peel Pie Society. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Disobedience, Sky Bandits, and more.
1: Yeah, so she was in Lamberto Bava's Macabre, mm-hmm. and she has, I really f- felt like she had that look of someone who did a lot of Italian films, and I, d- I don't know why, you She know, was... I would see her in a giallo, like, well, macabre, really. I mean, yeah. she was
0: kind of giving me Julia from
1: Hellraiser, I'm not She was lie. absolutely giving Julia from Hellraiser, <laughs> she really was. Um, she was also in Tipping the Velvet okay. the TV series. And I think she had a fairly prominent role in uh, Federico Fellini's City of Women just oh. a few years uh, previous. I think it was just a couple of years previous. So I think potentially she was the most seasoned going into the film. Mm. Potentially. I do think
0: that. Yeah. Um, Danny Brainen as Joe Daniels, he was in In Praise of Older Women, Yentel. Oh, Water, John and Yoko, A Love Story, Street Smart, The, render, the Rendezvous, and more. Yeah,
1: In Praise of Older Women mm-hmm. is the story that turned on millions of Playboy magazine readers in the October issue. <laughs> <laughs> How's that you seen the poster for it? No. Um. Ah, uh-huh. saucy. <laughs> it is very <laughs> saucy. It kind of looks like it should be stuck
0: on a phone box in London.
1: Imp- I really, it really does. Do you know who else is in
0: that? Who? Karen Black. Oh.
1: Oh, wow. I need to see that film.
0: Oh, wow. Miriam um, Diabo uh, is in this as Annalise Mercier. My favourite performance of the film, and I'm not just saying that because I met her when I was a child.
1: Yeah. You know her personally.
0: Yeah, I met her at a Comic Con. Um... <laughs> Uh, yeah Got a little uh, booklet signed For the Living Daylights If only you knew I know, You could if have, only have got an extra She was star of extra Yes <laughs> uh, She was absolutely lovely to speak to By the way Just just put it out there um, Yeah She's from Living Daylights Dorian Gray Helen of Troy The Prince and Me 2 The Royal Wedding God. Solitaire for Two Red Shoe, <laughs> Red Shoe Diaries Ooh. Immortal Sins, Murder, She Wrote, and more. Her performance in this film, I, I really felt like they gave her a different script. <laughs> she is on another level to everyone else. She's
1: got the volume turned up.
0: She is camp as tit. She is. And I was here for every second of it. Uh, Simon Nash plays Tony Phillips. Uh, he was in Birds of a Feather, The Bill, Tugs, Brazil slinger's day nanny breakout and more birds of a feather wow so he would
1: have been was he one of their sons oh he's no he was probably in a random episode oh he might have been who do you oh i don't know i don't know for anyone in america you have no idea who a birds of a feather is. no (laughs) the british very 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 British sitcom.
0: Bonus: Hey, I know you oh. is uh, Anna Wing, who went on to play Lou Beale in EastEnders.
1: Yes, yeah. So Pauline Fowler's mother in EastEnders,
0: <laughs> um, Ian Beale's grandma. What a legend! She fully shows her range in this film, and by that I mean her range of how many different accents she can do in a short amount of time. <laughs> and I, I mean, like. <laughs> She does about four accents overall throughout this entire film, and she doesn't have that much screen time. Let's try and get into this. Um, well, she...
1: um Actually, sorry, just to go back. She may have been the most seasoned, actually. Really? She, well, she was in Billy Liar, uh, Blood on Satan's Claw, The Naked Civil Servant, oh, okay. A Doll's House I the know Junction. That. Yeah, so Anna Karenina, maybe... in tiny roles, but yeah, maybe she was the most seasoned. Yeah, I mean it doesn't show, but um
0: again, that range. <laughs> Let's talk about a future presentation.
2: Tony's father has been away a long time. Now, he's coming home. Why did you come back? I came back for you. Extro, bearing black magic from outer space. <laughs> His mission... <laughs> To avenge, to possess, to destroy. Extra. Some extraterrestrials aren't friendly. From New Line Cinema, rated R.
0: As Sam Phillips and his son Tony are playing outside uh, their farm. Sam? <laughs> yeah? <laughs> okay, no, no, no. Let's talk about our feature presentation in a bizarre series of events. Starting yes. now. For the entire fucking film. There's nothing in this film that isn't a bizarre series of events. Mm -hmm. I'd be saying it the whole time. They're playing catch outside for for their dog, Katie. Sam throws a stick up into the air and it turns into a bright light. It's suddenly night time. They start doing some dramatic spins. (laughs) And Sam's abducted. Sam's
1: abducted. Apparently, Katie it. the dog is as well. Right. Cause we've never seen Katie again. Well, yeah, I mean, there's a jump in. Uh, three years. Three years. So I'm assuming, God bless her, Katie died within those three years. I don't know. Maybe because um, <laughs> she went onto the roof and <laughs> fell off. Because I can have, I cannot think as to any reason why Sam would throw that fucking stick so high. <laughs> the fuck's you throwing that stick into the air for? Uh, uh, Katie's like, what the fuck are you doing, mate? We <gasps> got Katie. Katie lobs this fucking <laughs> stick like a mile into the fucking just air. Just jumped
0: off the planet.
1: <laughs> and she's like, the fuck am I meant to do with that? Can I fly? No. <laughs> are you
0: taking the piss?
1: the fuck are you throwing the stick in the air for?
0: This, this scene, you really get a, a, a great glimpse of what the acting's going to be like uh, when they're doing their little dramatic spins and trying to reach out for each other.
1: Yeah, with all due respect to uh, Philip Sayer, there's a strong wind on the go, <laughs> a, a, a very strong wind. And I don't know what crap is blowing this wind. Bits of twigs and leaves. But the poor bastard as half of it's stuck in his fucking teeth, <laughs> and he's trying to act. It's all flying in his face, so I don't necessarily blame him for maybe a hammy performance just to get the fucking thing over and done with. Like you know, he looked like
0: a fucking spinach in his teeth for fuck's sake. The kid has the strongest Cockney accent I've ever heard in my life, and I I kind of want to feel. I I kind of want to feel. With the Italian cinema sensibility um that I'm used to, um, with, with kids and weird voices, I kinda wanna believe he's dope, but I don't think he is. No. I mean
1: that's actually his voice. Yeah. Well, no, actually, did you not see in the uh in the trivia, they uh just took snippets from bed knobs and broomsticks. Well, yeah. I the mean, kid from that <laughs> and just inserted. Yeah. It, it could it's, well have. So he did he sounds like the kid from Bed Knobs and Broomsticks. <laughs> Um and the chokehold that that haircut had oh, no. on kids in the early eighties, <laughs> that Luke Skywalker helmet hair, the chokehold. Damien from the Omen. Damien from the Omen. Um, this is fully carried over
0: from the seventies. There's so Danny many from like the that. Shining. Yeah all had that helmet haircut. <laughs> yeah, no kids in the seventies and eighties just didn't have haircuts. Apparently.
1: No, but well, I mean, I suppose you'd have to have some sort of cut to make it look like that. <laughs> Which confuses me, but you know, I mean I can't
0: really judge. I haven't had the best haircuts in my life. Oh you definitely had this. You had this haircut in uni. I did not. Three years later, Tony has a dream about the incident. And also, the fact that his name's Tony as well is even funnier. So confusing. (laughs) I always... Like, the dad is called Sam, and the kid is called Tony. (laughs) It absolutely should have
1: been. The kid was called Sam, and the dad called... Tony is an old man name. Tony is the name that you associate with dads. Like... (laughs) Guys in their field. and I understand they have to be a
0: kid at some time. Yeah, and I know my name's Gary, but yeah, but I feel like there's a reason we haven't had a Gary. In it's a long bit time. like
1: Karen. I can't imagine a baby, a baby Karen. called Karen. I can't <laughs> imagine it. They just come out the womb as adults, <gasps> which someone does name in the film there we go. they got their names the wrong way round.
0: Tony has a dream about the incident, and his mum Rachel, um, she thinks that. Sam just walked out on them. Yeah. Uh, Rachel's new boyfriend, Joe Daniels, um, who is Canadian-American, is... Uh, Canadian-American? Is, that is how it's described.
1: <laughs> Canadian-American. Like, he's... Got... His mum's Canadian, his dad's American, okay. He's got an accent, but you can't pi- quite pinpoint... You know how Canadians get insulted when you say they're American? Mm-hmm. Maybe that's the, someone's just trying to edge their bets. Maybe
0: so, you're like, oh, it's one or the other. <laughs> well, he's sad that Tony's still obsessed with his dad and doesn't like him yet. Um, I mean, yeah, his his dad did kind of get abducted in front of him. <laughs> okay, yeah, but no one's believing
1: this story. No, because it- and it's not the abduction they don't believe. It's
0: the st- why would he throw that stick so high <laughs> in the air? <laughs> Surely, it can't be right. Spoiler alert, apart from Joe Daniels, it's not long before people are believing Tony. And I swear, some of the shit that happens in this film, some of the weirdest stuff that's ever happened in any podcast film, and people do not question it. They just, it's like it's a minor inconvenience. It's so fucking weird.
1: It's, yeah, and the thing is, they never actually tell Tony that they now believe him. No. So he goes through the <laughs> whole thing. But it seemingly, it doesn't affect him too much. No. But he goes through the whole thing, you know, being told that he's just making shit up. Mm-hmm. And then when it gets to the point where are like, oh, mm, maybe. It's not really developed. <laughs> this kid just like... <laughs> I'm surprised at the end. Spoiler alert. He doesn't say, do you believe me now, bitch? <laughs>
0: Do you believe... It? Three I'd years! i have have heard that in the Cockney accent. <laughs> yeah, I know. Well, the light... You can't re- do <laughs> accents, you know this. The light returns, and this time it plants a seed. A half-human, half-alien creature develops from the seed, and is then hit by a car, um, and then goes on to murder the couple who are in the car. Yes. Okay, the practical effects in this... I genuinely think they look so good, and borderline creepy, because I mean, it's kind of a, what the fuck am I looking at moment?
1: <laughs> yeah, and I think that works. I do think that works, because from what I was gathering from the poster, from the tagline, is that we were going to get like an E.T. rip-off. And, e, you know, the extraterrestrial going to be horror, a horror version of yeah. E.T. And that's not necessarily the truth. What I think we get is some kind of. It kind of looks a bit like alien, from, like a, almost a xenomorph, a xenomorph <laughs> but then also kind of like the um monster from Basket Case. Yeah, it's somewhere in between. But in its first sort of in in, in incarnation, yeah, uh-huh. Inca- that's the word incarnation when it gets hit by the car. It looks like a skinned dog, but yeah, in, in the shape of a coffee table. But
0: it walks the way it walks. It's on all fours, but with its head the wrong way around. Yeah. like it's yeah. so strange.
1: But it's very sort of rectangular as well. Yeah. So it does look like, like I said, like a coffee table. Yeah.
0: If I'd seen if I'd seen this when I was a kid, it would have fucking traumatized me. I like th- I think absolutely, so, yeah. Um. But yeah, the couple are killed, which is a shame for the guy in the couple because he had a fierce mullet going on.
1: He did. Well, well he gets licked to death. Yeah. Uh Well, he gets one lick, and apparently that makes <laughs> blood come out of his both eyes, and I'm not. <laughs> I'm not really sure what happened there. And the wife or, or the girlfriend, uh, she gets killed off screen after getting yeah. her foot caught in the steering wheel. <laughs> um, very sophisticated couple. Yeah. Did you hear what they were listening to on the radio? What were they listening to? It was it was a very posh man introducing some <laughs> classical music. Next up is bronze. <laughs> the oh, boy well, too. Oh, what a sophisticated...
0: No. <laughs> what a sophisticated couple. Tony goes to his mum's bedroom um, where it takes her and Joe Daniels far too long to stop having sex once he's in the room. It take, we are under the sheets though but, um, yeah still he's in the room and it takes him like at least 10 seconds which is far too long before he stops this stop. might be a little TMI but what I don't
1: understand in films is when people are getting it on and they're completely under the covers like ew <laughs> like what a sweatbox what's wrong with that oh it's gonna stink do you not do you not realize like the only time I mean it's I've ever weird that the I...
0: heads are under the covers. Yeah, that's, that's what I mean. That is Completely strange. Completely under yeah. the covers.
1: <laughs> that's what I mean. Yeah. Um, what's it called cool when someone farts under the covers? What's your head under. I I is there a name for that? Yeah, there is. Yeah, I can't remember. If you know, DM me.
0: Please don't. Um, <laughs> so she she doesn't ask him what's wrong. She's just like, oh, it's a bad dream, and takes him back to bed.
1: Oh, FYI, if this was an Italian film, number one, he would have been dubbed by a 50-year-old woman. (laughs) And number two, he would have killed Joe and then gone on a killing spree 15 years later.
0: It's it's true. Uh, The creature goes to a cottage nearby where it attacks and impregnates the young woman living there um, before dissolving. Um, Now... (laughs) You said that so casually, before, before dissolving. this. This scene... Don't. <laughs> it's not what it sounds like. It's not a sexual assault scene. No. Technically. No. Instead, um, and, and I'm glad they didn't go with that, because, you know, we, we've, you've heard the rants we've had on the podcast before. Um, but instead, it has a long thing come out of the area where its penis probably should be. Um, but it's a, like a hand... It's like the creature on the Black Lagoon's hand and a mi- really mini version of it. And then it just goes on her mouth and starts sucking at it. <laughs>
1: yeah, it's almost like an elephant's trunk or, you know, and this might be very British reference, Henry the Hoover. Yeah, it's a bit like that. But then the end is is like the creature from the Black Lagoon's uh, webbed hand. Um. The effects are all right, actually. They are all right. I, I don't think we did it justice there. It's hard to describe what's going oh, on. Oh, it's absolutely disgusting, and I and in I'm, the best way. I'm glad that they didn't go, you know, the sexual assault yeah. route with that. Obviously, it's uncomfortable, yeah. you know, but they didn't... So many films have done that. Yeah. Um, And it is uncomfortable, and it's gratuitous. Um... It just It's just a bit weird, isn't it? It's very weird. But also, it's definitely the moment I realised that Bob Shea said, Dude, I need Alien, but I need it cheap. <laughs> what can you do, fellas? And they were like, well, <coughs> you got any coke? And he was like, yeah, here's a bag. Yeah. Obviously... <laughs> any legal representation of New Line Cinema, listening to this, I there is no evidence to suggest this is clearly just uh, me talking shit. Well, don't sue me, please. It
0: is all over the internet that this film is a product of drugs. So yeah, it's a fact. Rachel takes Tony back to bed, and uh, he's randomly covered in blush. <laughs> he is. Yeah. He I would... thought this was going to be a dream sequence yeah like it it has that sort of feel to a dream sequence oh my god what's going on this is so weird why would he randomly be covered in blood no this happened no it really does happen and (gasps) do you know
1: why it should have been a dream sequence (laughs) because nobody deals with it properly no
0: (laughs) he wakes up covered in blood and no he doesn't even wake up covered in blood she takes him back to bed she puts him under the covers and the next minute he's covered in blood no
1: he wakes up no he
0: doesn't go back to sleep Oh. She literally puts him in bed, and the next minute
1: he's covered in blood. <laughs> so really, she should investigate this further. <laughs> because it makes no sense. No. They call the doctor, and... Well, the doctor's sort of... Well, it's not his blood. And for some reason, he knows it's not Sam's blood either. It's not his dad's blood. Even though he's saying it was his dad's blood. Um, And... Rachel said, like, Oh, that's a weird one. Do you think it's just a really, uh, you know,
0: kind of bad prank? <laughs> he's covered, covered in, in blood. blood. And, like, yeah, and he's like, Daddy said it. And the doctor's like, oh, And how did he send it? And he's like, I don't know. Just that's something sticky. Excuse me? <laughs> so. <laughs> the doctor's like, I just recommend you get some sleep.
1: <laughs> I recommend you get
0: some sleep. And then the, the fucking Rachel's like, thanks, doctor. Is that all? Is that all? Is that all? <laughs> like, there's this blood that came out of nowhere. This is what I mean. Like, no one reacts to
1: these things. <laughs> but, like, it's a bad prank. Like, well, what's he what's he done? <laughs> I mean, has he gone to the fridge and, like, squeezed a steak? <laughs> like, what? This needs explaining. As a mother... You need to explain this. You need to get to the bottom of how all this blood got in the bed.
0: It just gets even weirder. Like The doctor suggests that Tony gets some professional help because the blood he was covered in wasn't his own. Joe suggests Tony is going mad because of what he said about how his father went missing. And out of nowhere, our French living nanny, and Annalise Mercier, comes strutting out of her room and was like, listen to me. Tony simply needs his father. He doesn't need hundreds and thousands of psychiatrics. He just needs some care. It is one of the campest things I've ever seen in my life. It is. <laughs> but also, I mean, she's the au pair.
1: His mum's right there. <laughs> Joe is trying his best to be a father figure to Tony. And seemingly Joe's a perfectly fine fella, you know, and she says, All he needs is his dad. <laughs> I mean, what a slap
0: in the face. <laughs> oh, she stirs the pot. So to, she her, to herself, as she well. is the Kyle Richards of Extro. She must have a producer credit because she credit. really stirs that pot.
1: She's <laughs> like, Sh- No, let's talk about the husband. Let's
0: talk yeah. about what you don't want out. Exactly. And then after <laughs> Rachel's like, Come on, he's just trying his best. And then she's like, "Yes, stupid doctor. All he could think of is another doctor."
1: Yeah, which uh, I don't really. Well, I do get in the the essence that he's like, mm, it's not my fault. It's it's his brain. <laughs> Send him to the psychiatrist. <laughs> Well, this unexplained blood. I really don't it's never brought up again, no, by the way. No. And I will say this many times in this podcast, it's never brought up again. Um and this blood just goes totally unexplained. It does. It does, yeah. Someone who probably like should Like it's a gift from his dad. Like why would his dad send that? Like what does that even mean?
0: <laughs> Someone who probably should get a doctor, um, is the woman in the cottage. She wakes up She definitely needs a doctor. What she what she does, though, is get herself a glass of water.
1: Her, her belly. The first thing she does is going... I don't understand. You know, she probably is a little parched. She's, <laughs> she's had to Henry hoot the hoover on her face. She's probably very parched. But it's the first thing she does. And she's fanning around the sink. And she's like... She's got some sort of nozzle on her tap as well. She's uh. taking that off. And it's like oh my god call them, the police call an ambulance what is happening here
0: yeah her belly rapidly grows to a, a, a fucking huge size um and then she g- she gives birth uh to a fully formed adult sam um which kills her yeah now and there's two films that have done this since this was released. Maybe more, I don't know. I didn't realise Extra would be such a big influence on films. Uh, there's the ABC's of Death 2, um, which has a really disturbing segment uh, where this woman's husband goes off to war and she agrees to not give birth until he gets back. And, I mean, it takes it very literally. He never comes back and an adult grows inside her. And then, obviously, there's last year's Men. Now, the tone in this film, every now and then, isn't too different to Men.
2: Mm.
0: I kind of feel like Men may have stole something here.
2: I, yeah, well. now, the ABCs a
0: That's actually more likely because it's made by directors who love the horror genre. Very specific genre directors. Uh, but I do think Men may have, may have taken something from this.
1: Potentially. Or maybe it's something that's happened in literature. Or mythology? Do you, do you know what I mean? If
2: it did, Potentially, do you think it's... the makers of this
0: film would have researched that? Yeah, no, I think absolutely so. fucking no, no. Come on, no, 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 <laughs> no.
1: This is this is what you get in a lot of British cinema. is very seasoned people. Um, they've done wonderful things on the West End stage, and they're very educated. And I, and they end up in these things. I mean, look at Caligula. Well, you know, if you can have Helen Mirren, Sir John Gilgood, and well, Michael McDowell, I'm not sure he do any film, um, but you have seasoned, real actors and stage actors and actresses in something like Caligula. I don't think it's too weird that. Uh, because they're, they're the things that don't make money. And well, then they a... go and do... St- <laughs> they do the trash that t- and try and make some money.
0: Well, from a quick Google... Yeah. The, it doesn't seem to be a thing. No. No. So do you think this is the first film it to ever potentially...
1: have a woman give birth to an adult? Yeah. Yeah. Is there not a list on letterbox?
0: This does... Definitely there's a list on Letterboxd. <laughs> um... <laughs> Well, and either way, it's
1: um, it's not fully graphic, but it's it's pretty graphic. I it's figure. very graphic. It's not as graphic as like I haven't seen ABC's of Death, um,
0: but Men's pretty graphic in that sense. Yeah, no, ABC's of Death genuinely made me feel physically sick. That mm. scene, like it, it is one of the most disgusting things I've ever seen. Um. This is is pretty gross itself. <laughs> it's not. It's not completely. Um, I don't
1: know how to word this. It's not completely dead on in the camera angle. No, men. But it, it's at a. It's at a yeah. slight angle, so we don't see everything going on. Yeah,
0: men. It was men giving birth. Um, to fully formed adults, and yeah, they they very much went with realism and high detail. Yeah. Um, with with how it would look, but this yeah this is just absolute silly nonsense it's so and weird. it's and it's che- something. Then he chews off
1: his umbilical. Cord, he does. He does. Completely covered in blood. Yeah. Um. Then he goes. He goes over to the sink to wash himself off with this random attachment that he's now put back on the tap. Yeah. And it just sounds like. Having a like mini shower in someone's kitchen. Uh-huh. Oh,
0: fucking hell. Yeah, he the couple from earlier, uh, he steals the driver's clothes and uh, leaves in their car with dead with girlfriend in the car. Yeah, she's still there for some reason. He tries to call Rachel but can't get his
1: words out and the phone mounts. <laughs> he, he calls up Rachel from a phone booth. He talks like he's just chained 50 cigarettes in a row. Can't get his words out. And then the handset melts in his hand. Uh Why? (laughs) Because, spoiler alert, he doesn't melt anything ever again in the film. No. He (laughs)
0: does, he does. He melts another phone later on. Does he? Uh uh-huh. Oh, okay. Tony is being... (laughs) (laughs) That's all right. That one, they actually complete that. (laughs) Tony's being obnoxious at the breakfast table with his snake Harry and a toy soldier. Uh, he's still going to school the next day, despite being covered in blood the night before. Um, Annalise is taken into school, and we're introduced to Mrs. Goodman, who is like, Hello, and how's my little Tony? Can I eat you up. Work hard at your lessons, young man. I shit you not. Yeah. I swear she goes from French to Italian to British within. And we're in less than a minute. A little bit German thrown in as well. That's later on when she goes German.
1: No, no, no. no. She's a little German there as well. <laughs> so she is high camp. She's pink little, glasses. You know, um, the Blitz did her in. I think. It, I think so. And she got. She's the every accent
0: involved in World War Two. She's gone yeah. for. There are moments where her mouth doesn't move and the no yeah, words are coming course. out. It's yeah. so obviously dumb.
1: Um, but this is Lou Beale by it way. is Lou Beale but I I need to I feel like I need to say that because I only refer to her as Lou Beale in my notes
0: now I mean I thought she was going to be French throughout the entire film and that's why they got someone to dub her but no no no, no. she has many different accents and uh, she's high camp she's got pink glasses she is yes she's a nosy neighbour
1: well she is because she's very sort of touchy feely with uh, Tony yeah she's Oh Tony, my favorite! Oh, you know, have a lovely day at school, and then afterwards she's a nosy cow, and she's actually horrible. And spoiler alert: she she kills the snake. She does. And <laughs> she's horrible about it. So where is this energy gone? Why? why who is this character? She's two faced. She's two faced. She's fucking 200-accented, <laughs> that's a phrase. <laughs> Unlikely. Um, it's high camp and highly strange. Yeah. Because the actress herself, she certainly wasn't dubbed in EastEnders. <laughs> and she had a Cockney accent. Yeah. So why didn't she just have a Cockney accent?
0: She can do it. Uh-huh. She did it, what, three years later? Yeah. She so could. <laughs> well, Sam seeks out Tony uh, They're they now living in an apartment building, by the way, in London They've moved out of the farm They're living in an apartment building Um, This is the confi- This confused me Because I didn't realise
1: um, That they They Owned together The farm yeah. And the apartment mm-hmm. I didn't realise that Yeah and she can still keep the apartment and the farm.
0: Yeah. Seemingly they live on a farm, but no strange... one's looking
1: after the farm. Yeah.
0: It kind of makes no sense though, because I'm pretty sure a little later on, Joe claims that he owns the apartment. Yes. Yes,
1: which is confusing. But then Lou Beal also, and we're just going ahead a little bit, but I feel like we need to finish this point. <laughs> Lou Beal also says... Oh, Sam's back. Oh. <laughs> and that's when he says, It's my apartment. Yeah. So she, if they didn't live, and they lived in the apartment yeah, yeah, together, yeah. so she knows who he is. Uh-huh. Who's looking after the farm? <laughs> Number two, how long after her husband left did uh, Rachel meet Joe? <laughs> like, she's got the upkeep of a farm, apparently, mm-hmm. and the upkeep of this apartment in London. She her husband's left her. She got a kid. Mm-hmm. So financially, how is she de- I mean, props to you. Yeah. If she was the breadwinner in that relationship, and she could carry on with the same lifestyle after her husband left, I mean, in nineteen eighty two. Props to you, Rachel. Yeah. Good on ya Um, I might have to change uh, one of my uh, choices if that's the case. A random,
0: pH. a random guy uh, in a car park drives into Sam's car and finds a corpse of the woman from the dead couple. Whilst well, back at home, some guy is uh, eating out Annalise. Uh, we find out it's her boyfriend Michael, and he tries to shove a milk bottle of Peraza when she gets a call from Rachel. Yes.
1: Yeah, so <laughs> this is the gratuitous nudity of the. I can't even get my words out. I'm so shocked. Gratuitous nudity of the film, because I'll tell you something. Completely pointless. Yeah, <laughs> the boyfriend character completely pointless.
0: <laughs> he actually looks a lot like Joe. I thought they were I an was affair. confused. I was like, "Oh my god!" Because
1: I'm assuming they've never met. Who? Oh my god! No, they live together. Annalise. Annalise and Joe. They live together. No. Oh, I thought it was Sam. You thought it was Sam? I thought Sam was I thought, had No, infiltrated I was... the apartment. No, no. Um. Yeah. Oh, it's very... He. I thought he looks a lot like Joe. Men at that time looked very similar. They had very similar haircuts, I think, was the issue.
0: Joe um. is doing a photo shoot of a model called Paula, who keeps drawling, apparently. Oh, my God, Paula is a queen. She is. She's like, cheese, bloody cheese. <laughs> she's a
1: model. She's... For, I don't know what she's trying to... I think it's like a, a beer advertisement or something. Um, yeah. Because there's there's a a pint of beer... Underneath her leg, um, she's finishing off her lunch. Cheers. But she's not allowed to finish it off. She's having a burger and a full fat Coke because, you know, apparently models in film can eat whatever they like. <laughs> and I have one cream egg and I look like the pregnant woman giving birth to a human man. In... No, no, I'm joking. Oh my god! I'm
0: really bitter. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, she's, uh, she's having a little photo shoot. And it looks like something from a Jello film. Um, I'm very, very... I'm surprised this wasn't Italian. I mean... With all the weird dubbing and then stuff like this thrown in.
1: Yeah. For, well, technically it had an Italian director. But Blow Up? Yeah. It's given
0: Blow Up. Yeah. Sam picks Tony up from school. And it's found by Rachel after a short, half-assed, yet slightly camp chase.
1: Oh my God. One of the highlights of this film... <laughs> Is Rachel running? <laughs> Whenever she runs, she's I don't know what she's wearing. It's like a dress, but it's like square. Yeah. And it's got like three different quarter colours to it. And she's in big, <laughs> chunky red heels mm-hmm. and she's running. Wherever she's running to, she's got no idea. No. She's got absolutely no fucking <laughs> clue. I and mean, anyway, she's running. I'm not being funny, you know, if you don't know where you're going. There's no point running around. <laughs> you ask around. Yeah. You know? But she's just running in circles.
0: Um, giving high camp. I'm 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 there for it. Yeah, this scene is the most East the scene I've ever seen in any film. Um, so Sam slowly steps out of the shadows, like, hello darling. So like, Sam? Oh, it was like, Yeah, I'm back. I'm back now, I'm back for good, darling. Oh my god, it's
1: dirty dad. <laughs>
0: yeah. Don't you know Dirty came yeah. back from the dead. Hello, like Princess. <laughs> <laughs> she slaps him in an extremely extended slap. Deserved. And, and he's like, I don't remember anything, but I want to come back, love. I want to come back. I want to live with you. It's like, oh, Sam. Yeah, of course you can. Um. <laughs> he then goes to live with the family. Like he moves in immediately. Um, and tells Rachel the last thing he remembers is Tony screaming at the cottage. Joe comes home uh, and is greeted by Mrs. Goodman being nosy, asking if he owns the flat. He's like, and this is when she goes Sam's back. This is when she goes from the most cockney to the most German within less than a minute. <laughs> yeah. Sam and Joe Boondag. have <laughs> Sam and Joe have an awkward conversation together, and Joe tells Rachel that Sam needs to go because he doesn't trust him. Do you know the thing I don't understand?
1: What's the first thing that Rachel tells Sam to do? Have
0: a shave. Have a shave. Yeah. No, he's hardly got any facial hair at all. But this She's is like, like, the
1: have first thing. Your husband has gone missing for three years. Let's put a little bit of context here. Your husband's gone missing for three years. Left you in the shit.
0: Yeah? Yeah.
1: Your son, through for those three years, has... A... Also, was the son played by the same actor in the beginning scene? Yeah. So how old would he have been... He hasn't aged a single day. He has, obviously <laughs> hasn't aged a single day. But obviously, like, when you're that young, three years is a long time in terms of yeah. aging. Um, so I wonder how old he was at the beginning for him to even remember any... Or whatever. Um, <laughs> this is what I'm doing. I promised I wouldn't do it, and I'm doing it. Uh, okay. Um, so he's... Your son has been telling you for three years that your husband was seemingly abducted by aliens. Yeah. Or something happened with a bright light or whatever. And then he comes back into your life after three years. You thought he was dead. You thought he'd gone, you know, somewhere. He'd committed a crime. You don't have no idea mm-hmm. what's happened to him. First thing you do is give him a slap. Yeah. I understand that. The second thing you do is not time him to have a fucking shave. <laughs> you clean yourself up. You look perfectly fine. You got all the fucking... A centre of
0: it, but he doesn't even have any facial hair. It's hardly any. other no. like slight bit of stubble. No, I feel like they wrote that in the script before they knew what he'd look like on that day. Yeah, yeah. Like, well, we can't wait for your beard to grow,
1: <laughs> and we ain't got a fake one, so no one will notice. <laughs> Two queers in uh, <laughs>
0: forty years' time won't we'll be discussing it on a podcast. I think we can get away with it. After Tony sees Sam eating Harry the snake's eggs, yes, he does. Yeah, he runs out the building. Number
1: one, I don't think. Well, I hate to assume any snake's
0: gender, but I don't think that snakes a Harry if it's no. laying eggs. Well, he Sam runs. Uh, Tony runs out the building. Sam slowly walks after him. Harry the snake Goes on his own adventure He just escapes Mm -hmm. Rachel and Joe realise Tony's missing So they go for another Camp run to find him She's running again She's running again Love it Sam finds Tony And explains that he was Taken away and changed Whilst he went missing He then Comforts Tony And starts Sucking blood Out of his neck
1: Yeah Pretty (laughs) much In a bizarre series of events (laughs)
0: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Tony's eyes are going to the back of his head. He's not questioning this at all. No. Why?
1: I I don't understand why Tony decided to run, like, in the back streets. And so, like, where is he running to? (laughs) Like, his mum's home. Yeah. Like, and why would he never tell it? Well, I suppose by the time he would have a chance to tell his mum, his dad's already sucked his blood. Um which is a strange sentence <laughs> <laughs> But then like not sucked his blood because what happens is it's like a big blister, isn't it? Yeah. So it's almost like he's blowing a like a bubblegum bubble, gum bubble yeah. on his neck. Mm-hmm. Which spoiler alert <sighs> Tony does kind of to Annalise later. Doesn't he? Yeah. It, to a certain degree. It's, it's a strange one. I'm trying not to think too much into it. You sure? Yeah. <laughs> let it be what it is. This happens. I don't need to explain. It's pain. It's so painful. <laughs> I need to find meaning in this. Okay. It's all right. <laughs> are you sure? You, yeah. Are you sure
0: you're okay? Yeah. I'm fine. Yeah. yeah. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Okay. Um. So, Yeah. Rachel and Joe return home to find Sam and Tony dad together. Mrs. Goodman watches the news in her glamorous apartment whilst having a snack. She's got a lovely apartment. I mean, it's a nice apartment. It doesn't look like it's in the same building. I
1: mean, no, to a certain degree. the Their apartment is very big by seemingly. Yeah. So they must have been doing well. I mean, that's in London as well. Uh-huh. And they have a farm on the side. They must have been doing really well. <laughs> I don't know what she did for a living. I don't know what Sam did for a living, but they, they must have doing really well for themselves. <laughs> They've got a fucking au pair, you
0: know? Well, at, speaking of, at the dinner table, she's going full Carl Richards now. She's stirring that pot, Annalise. And she's like, oh, Sam, you look younger than in your pictures. How long are you staying for? And uh, Joe's like, oh, well, uh, Rachel's divorcing Sam. And Rachel's no, I don't want to talk about it. And I shit you not, Annalise's like, but why not now? Everyone's here. Yeah, why is she shouting? No she idea. is screaming at them. Why and is she screaming? <laughs> Joe's like, well, we're getting married, and then Annalise's like, oh great, I am so happy for you. <laughs> then Sam throws a bottle at Joe. Yeah.
1: <laughs> is it? Oh, you're mad. You're crazy. <laughs> You've got to make him stop. Um, yeah. Sam's like, don't you ever talk about my wife. <laughs> Throws a bottle. Um, What I don't understand is why Rachel wouldn't have divorced him earlier. I mean, he's gone missing. I don't know what, what's the, how many years is it? Where you're technically divorced if he's gone missing? Three. Well, where I mean, well, it's three that he's been
0: missing. Or he's so... declared dead?
1: Mm. Like, what? Okay,
0: Stop. <laughs> Harry the snake breaks into Mrs. Goodman's apartment and falls into a salad. So she murders it with a hammer and takes it back to Rachel in pieces. I can't
1: believe like, number one. I can't believe in these lovely apartments. There's some like hole in the fucking ceiling, yeah. but, and this is where the snake just. Said, oh, do you know what? I smell.
0: I smell salad. <laughs> <laughs> He's going after the salad. No idea. Tony now discovers he has paranormal powers. does. <laughs> which he... You, I promise you, this is what happens. This is, this is no word of a lie. He uses to bring a toy clown to life. Which pisses off Mrs. Goodman. And she starts banging on the ceiling with a broom. So, because that really annoys Tony, he sends a human-sized toy soldier to slaughter Mrs. Goodman. And the scene goes like this. She... Tries to open the door with the chain on. He cuts the chain with a <laughs> pair of huge pliers. Yeah. Blows the lock off the door and stabs her to death while she's hiding under a sofa. And that's not it. He only knows she's under the sofa because she's a bit peckish and she's trying to grab some chocolates. Yeah. <laughs> She dies because she could not wait a few more minutes to get a chocolate. Like, literally, like, a box
1: of chocolate chocolates. (laughs) Like, the lady deserves milk tray chocolates. And she just sneaks a hand out for a chocolate and then gets stabbed through the sofa. Okay, number one. How did she get under the sofa? (laughs) Like, with with all due respect... It's very close to the ground. Is very close to the ground. Like, I don't even feel like you would fit a child into no. that sofa. So I don't know what that's about. Number two, I I don't feel like she would have been able to get into the sofa. No. Number three, I don't... I, he doesn't take the cushions off the sofa. So I don't feel like the stabbing from the bayonet would go far <laughs> enough to kill her. Um, And I don't get the chocolate scene... This I think this scene, more than anything else, was written on some sort of drugs.
2: It has I to think have been. More than anything it's else. It's
1: such a weird image to, to look at. And then the Toy Soldier, um, what I assume a Toy Soldier would walk like isn't how this Toy Soldier walks. It's more like a robot. Yeah. Like, why well, don't you just do a fucking robot? <laughs> toy soldiers, I assume, are like a Toy Story, you know, when yeah. they're walk in that way. Um, just before this scene as well, and it's it's something that stuck with me, there's a scene where Sam is in his underwear and he sniffs some gas from just... the fireplace. <laughs> and I don't know why it stuck with me, because it doesn't lead anywhere. No. And I have no idea why this scene was kept in there. Because he just switches the gas on to the fireplace goes, right, he's in his underwear, his Mm -hmm. uh, white Y-fronts, and just, which I'm a little confused by, because did he steal the guy's underwear? Like, where's this underwear come from? (laughs) Um, And he just gives it a real deep sniff. Yeah. And that's the end of the scene. And then we cut to uh, Lou Beal being murdered. Yeah. Because she just, you know, the lady can't
0: resist a milk tray. No, apparently not. Yeah. Some um, Rachel visit the farm where they used to live.
1: Yes, they do, and the gas has been left on. We'll get
0: to that. Yeah, we'll get to that. But
1: There's... this, whilst it's still fresh in my mind, yeah, I'm just
0: thinking. Still doesn't lead to anything. Doesn't it, lead no, to no, anything. it. No, he does not connect at all. It doesn't connect. <laughs> it hasn't been back to the farm. What and is see it, it was born this... in. Is there a certain type of alien that
1: loves to sniff gas? Like Why, <laughs> why gas?
0: Well. They leave Tony with Annalise. Uh, They make an absolute state of the kitchen. Uh, Oh, they do, yeah. Michael, her boyfriend, visits again. And they're about to get it on, Uh, but Tony interrupts uh, for a game of hide and seek.
1: Yeah, so even more gratuitous nudity needed. Um, Did you you get the bit before that where Rachel finds a photo of the woman? Yeah, so Rachel finds a photo of um, the dead girl from the couple in his yeah, pocket. Yeah, in a jacket. And a, a big wad of money yeah. as well. Which, again, isn't explained with the couple, Um, you know. They're rich, weren't they? Sofis- They're listening to opera. very sophisticated. Listening to a uh, classical lesson. <laughs> it must know. have been made of money. It has a note on the back. Yeah. Which said, oh, thanks for a great time. Lots of love. Whoever. Conveniently, isn't actually addressed to anyone. No. <laughs> so she thinks it's Sam has been with this woman the whole time. Yeah. Funny,
0: um, yes, and why would she
1: not put the net like to like, does she just have a load written up Mm -hmm. for special occasions? (laughs) She didn't need to address it to anyone. Well, it's like ego, mate. Okay, thanks for a lovely time. Here's a photo of me. You're assuming they thought about it. I might start doing (laughs)
0: that during the game of hide and seek. Annalise is knocked out by the clown. Uh, and used as a womb for the alien eggs. Tony sucks the eggs into her side. Yes, that's correct. Tony, the child, sucks the eggs into her side. Yeah, and there's like blue
1: veins coming from it. It, it, it goes on a while, that's wow. It does
0: like, go on for a while. <laughs> quite uncomfortable. The, Weird. Uh, Sam and Rachel arrive at the farm, and uh, Rachel's like, oh, it's good to be back here, isn't it? What? The place where your husband got fucking abducted. <laughs> yeah. <I did. laughs> and yet they realise that gas has been left on. Yeah. And their first thought is, okay, let's go into the house that is full of gas. So, like, crack, open we'll crack open the windows. Crack open the windows. Crack
1: open the windows. <laughs> isn't it good to be back? Isn't this... <laughs> Such fond memories, isn't it? Like, why, you, why didn't you sell the farm? <laughs> I guess we haven't been there a while. She so also kept all of his clothes there. for three years as yeah, well. Yeah, of course. I mean, spoiler alert, they end up shagging, so
0: she's clearly not over him. Well, no. Poor Joe. Tony sends a toy tank to attack uh, Michael. <laughs> but that doesn't kill him. No. No, uh, a panther does. Yeah, just randomly a panther. <laughs> a panther is just randomly in that flat and. and... Attacks him. He... Before he's killed by a panther.
1: <laughs> he finds... Why? <laughs> like, surely that's a lot of effort to go and get a panther for this scene. It is a bit. He finds Annalise in the bathroom, cramped up on the side of the bath. <laughs> covered in some sort of webbing. Yeah. um, Poor actress. Like... Why can't you just be in the fucking bath? <laughs> so I proper cramped up to the side. Uh,
0: Rachel tries calling Tony, but the clown rips the phone off the wall. So she calls the front desk at the apartment building to go check on them. And he says, it'll be my pleasure, bitch. Yeah, after he puts the <laughs> phone down, calls her a bitch. Well, what she done wrong to him?
1: Well, I mean, that's also not explained. He, For some reason, he has a, a photo of Stalin behind him. <laughs> Uh, I'm not sure what that's meant to mean. Um, but also, one of the themes of the film, I feel like, <laughs> um, is xenophobia. Because as he's going to <laughs> check on them and then they're not, no one's answering, he gets into the elevator where the light mm-hmm.
2: fails.
0: And he taps the bulb. It's like foreign bulbs. Cheap foreign bulbs. Cheap foreign bulbs. And nothing works well in this fucking country.
1: Yeah. So I think there's a, a bit of xenophobia there. And I, I think, in the context
0: of the whole film, it uh, makes no sense. <laughs> no, no, it doesn't.
2: None of it makes
0: no um, sense. The clown, in the meantime, starts taking eggs from Annalisa's body uh, and placing them in the fridge
1: in the fridge oh yeah it's in the green goo isn't it yeah
0: but they're like water balloons aren't they they are and and they absolutely are water balloons yeah um so the the guy from the building gets out of the lift and gets his throat slipped by tony's spinning toy yeah yeah to the neck tony is not standing for any sort of discrimination in this building no (laughs) like how yeah yeah that's true um yeah murders him Rachel calls But Joe.
1: he's also technically murdered his French au pair, so that's a bit... Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no. Well, I mean, technically the clown did. Um... Technically the clown did, yeah. Rachel... The, the clown, it's not explained. Yeah. At all. Rachel calls Joe to go check on Tony and Annalise, just as Joe realises that like the photo of the girl found in Sam's pocket is the girl on the front of the newspaper who's been murdered wow. and i'm i'm so proud of the filmmaker so I'm managing to keep a storyline going oh my um, god it's
1: actually something that <laughs> something fits. comes back it actually fits together <laughs> it's incredible um he I tried mean, that must have been a sober day when that it was must written. have,
0: yeah he tries calling back but Sam mounts the phone line <gasps> oh yeah joe goes outside tony's waiting for him
1: yeah, for some reason. Clown. No clown. No
0: clown. And they go to the farm. Sam and Rachel... No
1: panther, either.
0: <laughs> no. Sam and Rachel start getting it on, um, but his skin starts to bleed and decompose. Rachel really doesn't seem too bothered about this at all. <laughs> well,
1: she's she's kind of... Cons- are you all right, Yeah, you're you okay? all right. You're all right? You're okay. oh, I'll get
0: you some water. He's <laughs> like... Green shit like falling off of him. <laughs> Joe and Tony arrive at the farm uh, where Sam takes his son up a hill towards the alien light. Sam uh, is now taking the form of an alien. He's looking a bit like Jeff Goldblum in The Fly. Yeah. Uh, and he uses a, his, his super loud scream to kill Joe.
1: Let's make something very clear that is not a scream, <laughs> that is a disgruntled cat. That is not a scream. <laughs>
0: Sam and Tony enter the light and return to the alien world, leaving Rachel behind. Arriving at home the next day, Rachel finds the panther <laughs> and the fridge full of eggs. And as she picks one up, she's killed by a newborn creature. That. And that's
1: the end. Like, it's just like That end. It ends.
0: Yeah. But that's not how it originally ended. No. Uh, the director originally intended the film to end with Rachel coming home to find the apartment filled with clones of Tony, having apparently come from the alien eggs, which the real Tony had left in the refrigerator. Well, I mean, the clown did. The clones then greet Rachel and rub her glowing belly, and they're like, Yes, mother, yes. Uh, and Rachel is now pregnant with Sam's second child, and she smiles at the camera. That's the end. Now we've seen this ending. It is included on the Blu-ray release. It's uh, readily available on YouTube, and uh, this is a good for her ending. Is it? Yeah. Rewarding Re- men in her life. Um. Apart from her annoying son, who's multiplied, well, but all of them are, are They're fucking worshiping her, like a bunch of gays in a club, and she smiles. So it must be a good for her ending.
1: It makes more sense than the actual ending we get.
0: Well, Rob, uh, Robert Shea says, uh, not thinking that the scene's special effects were convincing enough, or the wigs, uh, the edited wigs it <laughs> edited it out and released uh, it for its New York debut with a film ending where Rachel sits down in the field after Sam and Tony have left. So there was no castle after that. No. Davenport, however, not wanting to have it end on such an abrupt note, created the new ending where she gets killed.
1: I just... Yeah, I mean, the ending, it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. So many questions left unanswered. You know, if they've fucked off back to wherever he was for those three years, <laughs> like, number one, why did he have to get his son to go back <laughs> with him? Like, what what was the reason for that? You know, if they wanted him the first time, they would have just abducted him. abducted him when they had the chance. I mean, he hasn't aged a day. <laughs> Number two, why do they look like a bag of shit before going back onto the alien plane or whatever the fuck it was? Like, why? why I, I swear Sam turns into a skeleton. Yeah. Um. Number three, why is Annalise still in the bathroom shitting out <laughs> eggs? What was the reason for that? I just, yeah. I've got one word: hodgepodge. Bring it to the hodgepodge, because it's it's a real confusing mixture that doesn't fit or make any kind of sense. And I I've I I've failed. I understand that I failed, but I've tried my damnedest not to try and make some sort of sense out of it all because I knew that it wasn't I wasn't going to get anywhere because there's no point. I will tell you, though, it's entertaining as hell. Yeah. Oh, it's fucking stupid. And, praise, you know, under 90 minutes. Uh Uh-huh. As well, thank God. Yeah. You know, um, short, sweet, Mm -hmm. (laughs) um, incoherent as fuck. Yeah. Stupid, um, ridiculous, Mm -hmm. entertaining camp yeah
0: yeah um i mean uh, spoiler alert for my uh if you enjoy this i've had to mash a few films together because there's not a single film out there that is like this on mm. its own this is completely unique um and the product of what drugs can do to you yeah uh, yeah um yeah i mean yeah the fact that you ge- genuinely put more thought into this than the directors the director and the writers <laughs> themselves, you know. Maybe I need to start taking drugs. Um, but yeah, I was thoroughly entertained from start to finish. This is an absolute blast. I just... Yeah. you got to see it to believe it.
2: It is.
1: It is one of those films that you have to switch. And, and I understand, you know, and I say it a lot on the podcast. And I... I hold my hands up, sometimes I struggle, but you just have to switch off and be like, it is what it is. Yeah. And I think this film, more than really any film we've discussed on the podcast, mm-hmm. because you ain't getting anything. No. There's no, there, there is no purpose
0: to anything. It just happens. Yeah. We already know that it was, you know, there's no.
1: Problem. Like the director, he hasn't come out and said, oh, it's a huge allegory for this. No, he hasn't tried to defend it. He hasn't tried to defend it. You know, he said, oh, it's deliberately, it's a parody, or it's deliberately this. It's yeah. like, no, bitch, I took a load of drugs and tried to make a film, and this is what happened. No,
0: I mean, fair play to him for sticking to that, and and not trying to be, oh, well, it was meant to be this. Yeah.
1: Oh, it's it's ironic.
0: Yeah. Should we get to the awards? Let's, uh, let's get to the awards. Biggest queen. I mean, it's got to be Annalise. Or do you have someone different? Well,
1: I have. I have Annalise, and it's true, Annalise. But I mean, if Rachel is bringing in that dollar, and she's sustaining that mm-hmm. household, you know, well done. Yeah, you gotta give her props for that. But it, it is Annalise. It's, it's in sorry, terms of she, what you see in the film. She it's
0: serves Annalise. constantly. She gets herself some dick. You know, she she, does. Yeah, she can't be asked to do a job, and then sometimes pretends that she cares too much about a job.
1: It is a weird kind of stirs the pot. She doesn't feel like an employee.
0: No, she keeps the drama coming. It's more like a sister
1: kind of character. Yeah, she keeps that drama coming
0: for us throughout. She's a producer, and she talks about the husband. She does biggest gasp. um, I mean, could be a number of things. I have Sam being reborn. The moment he bit
1: into his umbilical cord, <laughs> I was like, yeah, okay. This is biggest
2: gasp.
0: It has <laughs> to Nothing be. can top that. Yeah. So weird. Best dialogue I have. Paul and the model with cheese. Bloody cheese. <laughs> uh,
1: mine's not a single bit of dialogue. It's anything Lou Beale said in that weird accent. <laughs> just, just anything she said.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, that's camp. I've got a tie between... All of Mrs. Goodman's screen time. Yeah. Every second of it. And Annalise coming, strutting out of her room to tell the doctor that Tony needs more love and care. (laughs)
1: Uh,
0: I just put any time Rachel runs. (laughs) That's camp. And for ratings, I give it eight German, Italian, French, Cockney, Nosy Neighbours out of ten. Wow.
1: You went with entertainment, didn't you? Um, I gave it Five inconveniently high (laughs) stick throws out of ten. I went somewhere down. I just went down the middle. I just, you know, I think the quality and the entertainment, I think it balanced itself. I Uh just went straight down the middle. Five out of ten.
0: Masterpiece, trash piece, trash or basic. I I rate it like a good film, but I've got to give it a trash to piece because, I mean, technically it's trashy. Oh, yeah. Um, And it it, it fucking delivers.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. I went with Trash to Peace. Yes.
0: And it's available on Blu-ray, Prime, Shudder, and Video On Demand. And if you enjoyed this, I recommend a little, little bit of a marathon for you. Start off with Men, then watch Possession, then Alien, and then any episode of EastEnders, and then finish it off with another watch of Extra. Treat yourself. <laughs> I kept it simple. Um, if you enjoyed this,
1: I recommend *In Seminoid, the Norman J. Warren yeah. uh, alien impregnation, Stephanie Beecham
0: classic. Did you also get possession from this? I got... I mean, there are a number of scenes where it was like the camera work and then the whole creature thing, kind of... French woman
1: shouting.
0: Yeah, like. yeah. Um. Yeah, no, I did. I did get a little bit of
1: possession i suppose i mean possession is a 10 out of 10 all-time classic masterpiece so i wouldn't give this film that much <laughs> but yeah i was getting similar vibes
0: and um, we all know that everybody who listens to this podcast has seen this film before us but still talk to us on social media we're horrible trash over on facebook and instagram and horrible trash on twitter I'm Dead Out Gaz 92 on Letterboxd, Gazmo205 on Instagram, and Gazchris92 on Twitter.
1: I am Barker 823 on Instagram and Letterboxd. And if you can think of any themes present in this film, <laughs> I would be happy to uh, receive a DM <laughs> telling me. Because yeah. like, I won't be able to sleep tonight, not being able to uh, overanalyze
0: this. And if you like your horror as weird as this... We can't really offer you anything like that at GASP Horror Festival, but still coming to the festival. No. <laughs> uh, yes. If you want some
1: quality, yeah. and not so bad, it's entertaining, join us at GASP.
0: Yes, uh, we are GASP Horror Fest across all social media. Give us a rate, a review, and subscribe on iTunes like a follow on everything and Next week is double episode week again, where we are bringing you The Demolitionist. Yes, On Tuesday. So excited. And on Friday, we will be bringing you episode 250, where we will be discussing the crazies for original versus remake.
1: Ooh. 250. Yes. Feels like yesterday. I haven't aged a second.
0: Just like Tony. Just like Tony. We'll be back. Same time, same place next week. Bye. (laughs)